Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Okra. In this three-part series, host Andrea Parado will be discussing common behaviors associated with dementia. Behaviors exhibited by someone with dementia are forms of expression or comfort. We as caregivers have the moral and ethical responsibility to analyze and understand the root cause of every behavior. An expression can be a functional or a dysfunctional one. When the individual demonstrates any behavior, the person is trying to communicate something to us. Functional expressions are socially acceptable behaviors and usually have positive outcomes, whereas a dysfunctional expression is not socially acceptable and could cause pain, stress, and discomfort both to the individual with dementia and the caregiver. If the individual continues to display socially unacceptable and dysfunctional expressions, not only do we as caregivers deprive them of their dignity, but we also aid in making the dysfunctional behaviors permanent. The disease has robbed the individual with dementia of ways to properly communicate, such as verbally expressing their needs. Every behavior should be seen as a form of communication and the cause of each behavior identified. The cause, or the trigger, for the behavior could be either due to an intrinsic or an extrinsic factor. Intrinsic factors are those triggers that occur inside one's body, while extrinsic factors are triggers that occur outside one's body. Intrinsic factors may include hunger, pain, discomfort, infection, or even side effects from a medication. Extrinsic factors are usually environmental, It can be a visual stimulus such as lights or complete darkness, the shape and size of an object or person, or the behavior of another individual. Extrinsic factors may also include sensory input such as touch, taste, smell, and sound. It is crucial and important that the causative factors be identified quickly, and every conscious good faith effort must be made to negate the trigger or causative factor. Some of the dysfunctional expressions are as follows. Verbal behaviors, incoherent babbling, repetitive questions, cursing or swearing, abusive language, constant complaining, random outbursts of anger, and screaming. Physical behaviors, pacing, wandering, repetitive body motions, hoarding, shadowing, hitting, scratching, kicking, grabbing, biting, rummaging, hiding, breaking objects, taking things apart, taking other people's belongings, undressing in public areas, urinating or defecating in inappropriate places, crawling or laying on the floor, elopement or exit-seeking, resistance to care, intrusiveness, easily fatigued, increased daytime napping, psychological behaviors, Changes in mannerisms or mood, anxiety, depression, apathy, irritability, delusions, hallucinations, misperceptions or illusions, sleep disturbances, insomnia, sundowning, loss of appetite, poor food intake, hyperphagia, and even hyposexuality, hypersexuality, and sexual inhibition. To understand the root cause of a behavior, it is important to get answers for the following questions. Number one, 
When was the dysfunctional behavior observed for the first time? It is important to know the year, month, and time of day. Number two, how often does the dysfunctional behavior occur? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? Is it in the morning, afternoon, evening, or at night? How frequently does it occur? Number three, does the dysfunctional behavior occur after mealtime? And if so, list the food items that the individual ate prior to demonstrating the behavior. Number four, is the dysfunctional behavior due to side effects from any medications? Did it happen after a change in medication dosage or introduction of a new medication? Number five, does the dysfunctional behavior have any triggers? For example, noise, light, or certain types of caregivers or people. Number six, is the dysfunctional behavior event-related, such as when a visitor arrives or when dinner is served? Number seven, is the dysfunctional behavior more commonly seen in a particular environment? Number eight, does the dysfunctional behavior increase at the end of the day as stress builds and the individual becomes tired? Number nine, did the dysfunctional behavior increase after a hospital stay? Number 10, did the dysfunctional behavior increase after a traumatic event? Number 11, does anything make the dysfunctional behavior better or worse? Number 12, has any family member or caregivers had any success in managing the dysfunctional behaviors? If so, list all the interventions. Hopefully, by answering these questions, you may be able to create a map that leads you to the root cause of the behavior. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.